Good morning, Arizona homeowners. Why don't you come on around the side with me here and let's get ready to get our fingernails dirty and into the dirt and see who we've got in the in the yard today. Rosie? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm going to simplify For 30 your years, landscaping and an gardening institution. rules. Welcome to Rosie on the House. <laughs> Getting Rosie on the House. See, you get me involved, and I start pushing the wrong buttons. <laughs> but look, I, I, I was talking about simplified. Roman, Double come over here. Idea. I know when y'all get John Jay in, you're talking about everything folks want to talk about. And folks, y'all are welcome to call in here the last show of the year, one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight, and we'll help you any way we can about landscaping, gardening, hedging, trimming, fertilizing, cutting, mowing, whatever. But I want to show you how simple. Lawn care can be, buddy. Come here. Come over here. Let me open this. I want to open this tool shed for you. This is my landscaping tool shed. Now, as I open a door, you can see there's only two tools. A steel ranch hand chainsaw and a red dragon flame-throwing weed eater. <laughs> yeah, you cannot simplify yard maintenance any more than that. That is not good news for the plants. <laughs> well, you know, we haven't planted it. We've got that beautiful area set up for a garden in our backyard. We haven't planted it in, what, three years now? You've been keeping me too busy. Well, I've been keeping you too busy to garden because our last garden produced one $64 tomato. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me it, you have to be willing to experiment. It's not going to go right the first time. You know what? As long as I know stands and running... Jay Harper, Romy Romero, and Greg Peterson. Oh, and, I don't need to farm. <laughs> and Tom Posterino. And Tom Posterino, yes, absolutely. He, make, he grows amazing eggplant. Well, he's kind of overdue for delivery, by the way, if you're listening, Tom. Well, and, and your urban farm, he, he brings his goodies often. Yes, he does. So, I mean, as long as I know all those folks, I'll fix their screen doors. They can grow my tomatoes. <laughs> Let's just, is that a good deal? Is that a fair trade? fair all right but if if you've got a landscaping or gardening question and you're up with us here this morning on this beautiful saturday morning go ahead and give us a ring toll free at one 767 you can also text questions into 411-923 if you have a picture you need to do a little plant or insect identification you can email that to info at rosieonthehouse.com I'll be honest, I haven't had a garden in the last couple seasons either. We've been busy with a lot of other projects and, and build-outs. I'm looking forward to... But you got your tree orchard going. Summer. You, got, you got your 60 trees Yeah, that's going, been, and they're looking very good. And see, they're looking good, bud. That, that's the key. If, if the vegetable garden was as hands-free <laughs> as an orchard, we would do it a lot more. The orchard, you set up your irrigation, you fertilize, you go pick the fruit, you got to trim it here and there. And, you know, the, the, a garden that needs day, day, day maintenance. We've got enough things right now that require Feeding. day, 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 day maintenance that uh, the garden just was was too much. But I do have well, back when you're in aspirations to have yeah, in a the big okra In the future, this when, you're, when you're an empty nester and you're down to just four or five horses and three or four goats and... <laughs> 10 or 12 chickens, you know, in about 20 years, you'll, you'll be ready to plant another garden. 
Or maybe Landry or Remy will decide that, oh, they're, that, that they like to yeah, garden. That's mm-hmm. true. Get them recruited. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, the e-commerce store, I was kind of, I, 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 I watch it a little bit from the analytic side. Uh, the number one selling item we've got in the Roseanne Nassie e-commerce store has to do with landscape and garden, and, it, and it's not a chainsaw or a flamethrower. <laughs> no, it's the Thorn Armor gloves by Hex Armor. That's, that manufacturer, Hex Armor, has been the most popular for our entire e-store. The, the e-store, we've done a really soft launch on it. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about it or promoting it. We've pushed it a little here and there just to make sure all the bugs are working. Anytime you have something new or uh, you're creating something, it you know, it it takes a little while to get the bugs out, and we didn't want to get extremely extremely elaborate and have this huge expensive cost in getting going. But yet we still want it to be nice and functional and up to our standards. So we've we've been playing with it, and since I guess it was about May. Right after the National Hardware Show, we put our first one on there, the Franklin Stud Finder. Right. The electronic stud finder we've been using for, I don't know, two or three years yes. now it's been. Uh, Best one on the market. Oh, it, it's funny. When, it, when we went to do the video on the product review for it, we were going to pull out all the other stud finders to show, the, you know, here's why. We like it and how much better it works. Well, nobody had any of their old ones anymore. They'd, th- yeah. they'd thrown them all away. They were just taking up room in the toolbox. So that was the first one we added. But then the the Thorn Armor gloves, they are designed exactly for that, to be thorn-proof. They're Thorn Armor. It was uh, originally designed to be uh, to, to fit the need for the medical industry when they're going through hypodermic needles in the trash and they're sorting out all of oh, their really? medical waste. Oh, they needed oh. something to make sure that they oh. didn't get punctured by the needles. So then they re- realized that there was also a niche for this in the consumer market in the Southwest for cactus and people that trim trees or... Texas ebonies, mesquites, palaverdes, oh, yeah, yes. all those nasty Absolutely. thorns. Oh, just bougainvillea and stuff. You know, uh, there's not a lot of pyrocantha anymore, but I mean... Any of those that you're handling that are sticky, mm-hmm. these gloves work great. And, I, and I, I'll tell you, they are not absolutely 100%. Like, we use them when we're harvesting our prickly pear pads to, to, to juice the fruits. Uh, and you'll, but, uh, but they're infinitely better than anything else we've tried, <laughs> that's for sure. But they work great trimming and, and working in the, um, around the Texas Ebony's we've got on the property. So the front that covers the palm and the fingers is a puncture-proof pad, and then the back they have it woven so it's breathable. It's a fabric, and it's, it creates so your hands don't get completely super sog- soaked. Soggy. But that's been our number one seller this year is the, is the Hex Armor gloves. And our goal for next year is to have a new product every two or three weeks. We have a list of over... 200 products that we've previewed or people have sent us or we found at the National Hardware Show. I bought one Tuesday at Sherwin-Williams. Uh, it's a three-in-one caulking hand tool that I'm going to try out. You know, Anytime we find something that is greatly beneficial and we strong emphasis on American-made, you know, we'll, we'll put them in the e-store and I have could- them there available as you're doing a project or maybe you want to get something done. 
you know, you'll have the complete tool package. You can get the materials. Yeah, it's just good. one more way that we can help connect our listeners to the best products, support American manufacturing. Yeah. Well, the birth of the e-commerce store was Jennifer's field testing products as advertised on TVs, things that you see advertised on late night cable televisions that you order and you get, if you order now, you get seven for the price of one and free shipping. And so we put Jennifer to the test of start ordering these things and let's start seeing if they measure up to all of the claims. And uh, I think of all the products we tested, I mean, there were only one or two. We, the, the first thing we ever tested was those coiled hoses. Oh, those. And, and the more testing we did, uh, we found out from the hardware stores that more of those are returned than they sell. <laughs> they were such junk. But then we found that really nice one at Williams Sonoma. And we've yep. had those ever since we tested, like three years worth. Yes. Um, so it, it's fun. But we're going to have some really good products to, to roll out this year that are going to be well, the, things that are the thing good. that's being advertised on late night TV right now is Romy, we need to find a really cheap 14 foot aluminum boat. <laughs> and I want to cut the bottom out of it and put a screen door on it, and then I'm going to spray the sealant on there. And Jennifer, we're going to have you test the screen door bottom. Across Lake boat. Pleasant. Oh, yeah, across Lake Pleasant. Well, I bought a bunch of that flex tape to try, too. I just, I just need a hole or a broken rake or something. But that really was the, the, my idea of an e-commerce store. If, if, if we're going to be here, Rosie on the House, protecting the Arizona homeowners from making silly mistakes, we should be able to protect them from making silly purchases on late night TV mm -hmm. and provide them an option. Well, this is a little off topic than the product testing we've done for landscaping and hardware, but roll me this my pillow. Dad insisted I, I order a my pillow. We probably have thirty pillows in our bedroom because he's always like, "This one doesn't work, and this one works on this night." And so my pillow, we order them. I love mine. They're junk. He they're hates They're absolute junk. So I don't know what you they do with that. Junk. You have to try. That leads that you back to testing biggest, it yourself. That is the biggest <laughs> hoax of anything they've got going on TV right now. We actually ran a poll of our listeners, and I think my side won. Junk. I love mine. <laughs> Funny. So <laughs> when you get it, so when it I've runs out, I'm a stuff. Like. I'm a stuff two Kleenexes in a soft envelope, and I'm gonna hand it to her and say, "Here's your my pillow." <laughs> What was your question, Romy? What does it look like when you get it? Does it look like a regular pillow? Yeah, it's a regular pillow. The stuffing is kind of um, kind of chunky. You know, it's like, but you can put it where you want it. I got the soft one. He got the medium one. And I don't even like his medium one. I like my soft one. And you can put it all, and it just stays there all night. It's just really great. But he thinks it's, he fights with it. It puts him into <laughs> an alligator roll. I'm like, give me that thing. <laughs> so we'll but, have better reviews than that coming up. <laughs> So the e-commerce store was just step one of a handful of things we're working on bringing home maintenance, home ownership into the 21st century. And <clears throat> the next step on top of that is the digital home maintenance portal that we've been dreaming about in concept for a number of years and then found, stumbled across a software company that had kind of started doing what we were thinking and we started working together and sharing ideas and what we uh, what what this will help you do is it'll help you remind you, hey, here's your month of January. And we've got these great calendars we've sent to everyone that has ordered it. But you can get a digital copy. 
and it'll go through your monthly to-dos. And then you can actually have an inventory. Hey, you know what? I don't have air filters. You know what? I need to get the cleaner for the con- coils on the refrigerator system. Uh, I broke my hammer last time I had it out the wood handle. You know, you'll be able to coincide your home maintenance with savings at our Rosie on the House e-commerce store for tools and filters and everything that relates to home maintenance that you're going to be purchasing anyway. And this prevents you from ending up with junk purchases. There you go. In the Outdoor Living Hour, Rosie on the House here this beautiful Saturday morning, last Saturday of the year. we get back, we've got Todd calling with a great question on where do I go to learn a particular outdoor landscaping skill when we get back. That'll get your toe tapping. Welcome back to the Outdoor Living Hour. A Rosie on the house. Let's bring Todd into the conversation. He's called the toll-free number to join our show, one 767 4348 And uh, Todd, I don't take very many questions during the landscaping hour generally. They don't let me, but your line of questioning fits exactly down my road of experience what are you up to hey good morning rosie i just had a question uh i recently purchased a new home i got a dirt backyard i'm looking to let do, do most of the work myself but i don't know how to lay pavers and i was wondering if there's any company here in the valley that offers classes on how to lay those so i'm able to do it myself and save a little bit of money todd you couldn't have timed this question any better if you I don't know how you could have timed this question any better. Our entire show for January is outdoor design, hardscape, softscape, and, bed, and landscape installation. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is stay tuned for the next four or five weeks because this is the topic we're going to be talking about. It covers it in the calendar Romy was just talking about. We put together a 2018 home maintenance calendar, and each month we dive deep into one specific aspect. January just happens to be hardscapes. And so it's a four-hour broadcast. You'll still hear the Arizona Hour at 7 o'clock. You'll still hear landscape gardening at 8 o'clock. You'll still hear open lines at 9, and 10 o'clock will be our hardscape-specific topic. And we're also – it doesn't sound like this is going to happen in January – because there's so many details that are working out, but there's also going to be a remote Marvell Masonry, one of our retail and wholesale partners. Near you, Todd. It's going to be near you. Is opening a Gilbert location, and they're going to be having a grand opening, and we'll be doing a remote, and we'll have some do-it-yourself education that day. Hands-on. So there's no company that teaches this that I'm aware of just to consumers, but We'll have an event. You'll be able to come out and just like all of our events, you know, it's going to be free. All yeah. right. A little coffee and some beignets, right? Yeah, no more donuts. Go. That's beignets. what I'm talking about. Boudin beignets. All right, Todd. So here's what I want. I want you to work with us here a little bit, okay? You have a new house with a blank yep. dirt backyard. I want you to photograph it, all right? I want you to get pictures of it. Then I want you to get to bellguard.com. That's the paver we're going to recommend you use. In their home page, they've got a tab for homeowner, they've got a tab for residential pro, and they've got a tab for architects and engineers. 
They've got an inspiration tab, a knowledge center tab, products, design, and space tab. I will tell you that I have laid pavers at my own house, and I have built the little planter retaining walls. The planter retaining walls constitute block that weigh, I don't know, 20 to 30 pounds a piece. It's back-breaking work. It's, it's uh, uh, tough, but the walls are infinitely easier than the pavers. It is really, really tough to lay the pavers correctly. You've got to get in there and put just the right amount of an ABC mix and then just the right amount of sand. Too much sand, and you're going to have a problem later on. Too little sand, you're not going to be able to level it. So don't start this paver installation without doing some research. It will pay long-term dividends for you because a paver job installed correctly is good for a lifetime. It's, it's, it lasts longer than boring, flat, gray concrete, and it's there forever. So we're going to be able to help you a lot. I want you to start by helping us with some before pictures. We're going to stay in touch. I'm going to put you on hold, and Jennifer's going to give you the phone number to the president of the in, for the Interlocking Concrete Paver in, ICPI Interlocking <laughs> Concrete Paver Institute. They give trade lessons to get landscapers ICPI certified. Maybe we could pull a few strings and get you into one of those demonstrations. He also just happens to be the sales man regional sales manager for Belgard Pavers at uh, Old Castle Super. Which is smart because it, it's quality control for Absolutely. their product. It's only, I won't say it's only as good as the install, but I mean, the install has a huge impact on the final. So, Todd, performance. You're going to get a call from a man named Nathan Angel, and he's going to plug you in to how you can get into a do-it-yourself instructional class on laying pavers. And we want pictures before, during, and after. You participate with us, there may be a staycation in there for you. Beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all. Join the conversation at one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you. Show of hands, who's got their tree out of their house? Uh, we took it down at the office, <laughs> but it's still up at home. Uh, all right, that's going to be our project today. It, it, every day it seems like, oh, we'll leave it one more day. Oh, we'll leave it one more day. But, man, that thing is... Hey, yeah. don't sneeze near it. It might go up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get that way. What about other uh, holiday plants, Mr. Harper? Uh, how long can we expect poinsettias to hang on if we haven't thrown them away already or Christmas cactuses? Well, poinsettias, you know, it, it just depends on where you have it in the house. It, it might do great um, in the spot you have it. They're a tropical plant. They like bright light. They don't like big fluctuations in temperature so 
you know, putting it by the heater vent or by the front door where it's opening and closing all the time. John. It might get a little beat do, up. Do you want to know how bad a gardener I am? I threw the poinsettia out into the trash can in the alley. Mm-hmm. Three days later, I went out there to throw another bag. The poinsettia looked better <laughs> after living yeah. in the trash can for three days than it did living in my house. It had recovered. <laughs> well, so most of our houses are probably too too dark or we put it in a in a bad spot. In that case, if you've had it for a couple of weeks, it's probably going downhill pretty fast. Um, you know, they'll lose a lot of leaves or we forget to water them. You know, it, it it's one of those things. If you have just the perfect spot, though, I have seen poinsettias that are years old. Christmas cactus, we, we have had people that have had them for generations. Again, if they're in the right spot, they like, they like pretty bright light. Make sure you don't overwater it. It's a succulent-type plant. likes to get real dry between waterings, but they can go forever. Now, they'll, they'll bloom again sometimes at Easter time in the spring, off and on. They make actually a pretty good house plant if you want something that doesn't need a lot of care. They're not very fussy. So that that's a that's a really now, a good alternative for somebody. How do you get them enough light, but don't bake them in the window as soon as the temperature starts to inch up? Well, if you've got a window that's that's got a direct exposure, you know, especially if it's got a west or exposure where sun's going to come right through it, that's going to be a problem. But if it's a north south type window where no direct rays are going to, that's go still right enough it, light. Oh yeah, okay. that, that's good. I always tell people, if you can take the newspaper, yeah, well, in this provider, you don't need glasses to read the newspaper. <laughs> but <laughs> if you can read the newspaper by the natural light, newspaper size print, it's probably bright enough. Now, <clears throat> for somebody who's not sure quite what a newspaper is. Well, that's, that's <laughs> true, too. That becomes the other problem anymore, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what other reading size? Maybe your Rosie on the House home maintenance calendar. It's, it's pretty small type. I don't know what type that newspaper is. But uh, anyway, now that we've completely debunked that, that uh, little uh, rule of thumb, um, it, you know, if, it's, if it looks like it's got good natural bright light during the day, then, then it's, it's probably okay for it. But again, yeah, if, you, if you've got a window that's facing due west, and it gets direct sun through it. Well, you probably have other problems besides trying to go plants there, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep your house cool. But uh, actually on the patio, on a covered patio that doesn't get direct exposure, is a great spot for them. Uh, you know, you might have to watch the cold on certain nights. But if it's underneath a covered roof, generally that's not a, that's not a big issue. The tree, you know, a needle drop will tell you the tail on the tree. I mean, it'll kind of tell you itself when it's just needs to come out if you're getting you're having to vacuum around the tree two or three times a day <laughs> you probably ought to get it out of there what, we, what, what is today the 20th the 30th oh big bond big annual christmas tree bonfire tomorrow well i tell night. you what if you are going to burn them they go quick you need to have a <laughs> lot of room that people you know i'd burned a little wreath one time in our fireplace <laughs> just a little 10 inch you know i had to i it scared me to death. I went outside and got the garden hose and drug it through the window and put it out. <laughs> it sounded like a jet engine taking off. Seemed like a good idea. See, see no, I, thought, I 
hey, this would be kind of cool, you know. Get the it'll get to use it for a little fire starter, a little fat wood underneath of get the well, it started the fire all right. <laughs> Woo! You can see why they take a house out in a hurry. Oh man, they they go in a hurry. Well, let's get to John and Green Vampolate seven seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie, for you, get us off this topic before we burn down the studio here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John, welcome. Hi. I've, I've been listening to your show for quite a while now, and I have a loquat tree uh, that was pretty bad last year. But this year, it looks like it might take off again. What kind of care could, should I give this loquat tree? It's been here about 20-some years. Well, I, you know, if you've had it 20 years, you've been doing something right wow. for most of the time. <laughs> um, you know, they just don't like hot, dry, drastically hot, dry summer weather. That's when you're uh-huh. gonna. That's when it's gonna suffer, and there might not be much you can do about that oh. two-week period. You know, like we had towards the end of June and the early part of July this last summer, where it was uh-huh. the one teens, high one teens, close to 120. Yeah. That's uh-huh. just that's just gonna. They're gonna suffer. Um, one thing I would do would be to put a good layer of compost or mulch or shredded bark around the base of that before the summer heat hits, two, three inches deep. Just mm-hmm. just put some nice, nice good around it, good mulch around it. Try to keep the roots cool, keep them from drying out. I suppose mm-hmm. you could put a little temporary shun- sunscreen up or something, but it's probably, if it's that old, it's probably so big that it's going to be hard to do that too, but... Um, mm-hmm. so I think you just kind of grin and bear it through that hot spell and, you know, get some fertilizer on it in the fall, get a good feeding on it here next month, late January. Is there any particular kind of fertilizer you'd recommend? I mean, uh, well, I, it, I, I admit that with this, with me, I, we're, uh, Jerseyans and, uh, we come out in the winter and, uh, mm. uh the end result is that, uh, I'm not here during the summer, so well, until we get rid of our house in Jersey. Before you leave, I would give it a good feeding of an organic type fertilizer, like uh, a citrus food or the the uh, Hickman's Farms Choice uh, organic mm-hmm. chicken fertilizer would be great. Um, okay. And then do that when you get back. Um, so in the okay. fall, in the fall when you get back, give it a feeding, help it kind of recover from the dregs mm-hmm. of summer. And then before you leave in the spring, uh, make sure it gets a good feeding. Okay. Hey, John. If we're yes. done, if we're done on the loquat question, I have a question for you. You get any pictures from your family from Jersey the last couple of days? Not of late, no. <laughs> can you <laughs> can you believe the weather that's going through there? Oh man, man, oh, oh man. My. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why we're out here. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty the, frigid. You pretty got, frigid. You got the smart genes yeah. of the family. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we appreciate the call. Good luck with your kumquat tree and that uh, farm's choice. Where do you get that in Tucson, Green Valley? Uh, in Tucson, you should be able to start getting that at Relitos and at Harlow's here right after the first of the year. Okay. Well, there you go. We appreciate it, John. John and Mesa next on the line. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hi, I'd like to talk about the yellow bell. Um, I bought this plant about a, oh, a little over a month ago, and I planted it, and it was doing fine. It was uh, flowering, 
and then uh, about uh, maybe two weeks ago or so, the flowers fell off, and then I got these long beans-looking things. And uh, leaves are th- turning yellow, and it's not looking too good right now. And um, so I thought, well, maybe I was giving it too much water, so I stopped for a few days, and uh, my neighbor came over and said, oh, no, he said, when you got dry leaves like that, that means it's too dry, you got to water. So I'm just calling to see if that's right or what I should do. And you you planted that just a few weeks ago, a month ago? Yeah, maybe a month, a month and a half ago. Okay. Well, the flowers falling off and the seed pod coming on, that's just a natural cycle. That's the, you know, they will reflower during the year. Um, If the seed... Sometimes when you drive around, you still see other ones are all flowered yet. Well, yours being new, you know, it's going to take a little time to get established and get into a real... Okay. Full-blown cycle. But the yellow, you said you had yellow leaves, but then you said you had dry leaves. So I'm not... Right. Some of them are yellow, and some of them are, are drying up like the leaves. Okay. And so how often are you watering it normally, uh, right? Like every other day now that they're dried up, that the leaves are drying up. Right? So mm-hmm. I tried that. Well, what were you doing before when you first started noticing it? Before, you're, before you <laughs> consulted with I watered with every day. Okay. Well, that, that would be too much water, even for a plant that's only been planted a month, this time of year with the cool weather. Now, when you water it, tell me how long you let the water run. Is it just seconds or minutes, or are you letting it oh, soak? I, let, I, I turned a uh, sprinkler thing on, and it let, I see that it's flooded. So it's maybe a minute, two minutes at the most. And when you say flooded? I, all around it. I water, and the water builds up around the plant. Does that take five minutes, ten minutes? How long are you letting the water run? No, just like a minute and a half or so. That's all. You know, I got it on. I got it on the hose, and it just it set that sprinkler, and it just it flows pretty good. And then it uh, it builds up around the plant. The okay. water is standing up, and then I go to the next plant, and uh, you know, to the next one. Okay, so you're you're kind of hand watering type thing. Yes. If you're letting, if you're filling up a basin around that plant, I would say yep. maybe like mm-hmm. once a week right now. On a new plant, should be plenty. Oh, once a week. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. You're, you're definitely overwatering it. Okay. Should I fertilize in spring on this thing, or? Yeah. Wait till February to feed it now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you can remove by doing a light pruning any of those beans or pods that are a little unsightly. Just kind of. Well, oh, you can take them all. Okay. Sure. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. We appreciate the call and good luck with your yellow bell. What? I don't know how many times we've talked about watering. Either too much, too little. It's hard. Well, <laughs> hard, hard for. There are so many variables. Number one, there's different times a year. Number two, two is it a new plant or an existing plant? What kind of plant is it? Um, what kind of watering delivery system are you using? So, it, there's a lot of variables. The the best tool that people can get is to get that little. Um, Arizona Landscape Watering Guide, the, the Water by the Numbers publication that's put out by AMWA. And it, it will just flat break it down into gallons for you. So no matter how you decide to water, if you're going to run a hose and fill up the basin, all you need to do is one time measure how many gallons of water that's d- taking to do that. Then based on the size of the plant, you will know, you know, how many of those gallons you need to you do you, do you put as much as you are, twice as much, and then how long you can go in between? And they're basing that on how, how deep we need to get the water through our soils for good root development, for plants to be able to withstand 
longer periods between waterings. It's very well thought out, very easy to follow, very easy to figure out. And it takes all of the, you know, we, we, it, it seems painful. We have to ask all these questions because there are so many variables. But if you'll use that particular uh, handout, you can also get it online, um, wateruseitwisely.com. And uh, that will that will really help you. Now, you two were in a 10% saving contest. Is that... I know we've kind of hit our one-year mark. Are we gonna Are we gonna repeat that? Or well, I think we both sure. I think we both met it. But ironically, in that same one year, we both had an undetected leak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little glitch. A little glitch. I came across an interesting statistic in studying. I just have an infatuation with water and the Colorado River and all. Fifty percent of the water that we harvest in the western greater Colorado Basin. Now think about that. That's all half of Lake Powell, Lake Mead, all the other lakes all the way down the Colorado River. Half of all that water that comes out of the CAP Canal is used for watering grass. Turf grass. <laughs> wow. Now is that Now that <clears throat> That's all users, or is that just the CAP, just going to no, Arizona? That's all the water harvested for consumption okay. in the Green in the whole, River, Colorado in the River whole basin. Okay. basin. Okay. 50% is grass. used for watering grass. Now, hmm. if I could be king for a day, I might legislate something about grass. I almost don't want to talk about the rain that's forecasted for Tuesday. That's almost a sure sign that you're going to deter it <laughs> Yeah. by counting on it. Please go wash your car this weekend. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, how nice will that be to get it? It's been – I know you guys uh, – the week ago Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, we got nothing. 4.30 in out the morning. West. Woke us up. Yeah. yeah. Came blowing through. And y'all didn't get a drop. Not a drop. Not a drop. The the dust lingers. You, a quad will go down the road, and it'll be there for 20 minutes, just the, the cloud of dust. It's. I wonder if that has to do with the big spike in Valley Fever that they're seeing right oh, now. Oh, very very possible. Yeah. That's, it's travels on dust particles. Oof, yeah. man. It'll be nice to get, get a little washing. It's been, I, I guess, since August that we really got our – Last, I think it was August tenth. I was, was going to say last the last measurable rain. The, the The monsoon hit hard and heavy in July, and about the first week or ten days of August, and then it just quit. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's get to Margaret and see how we can help Hi. her this beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. How can we help you? Hi. Yes, daughter lives in Gilbert. She planted uh, an orange tree. I think it's a miniature type and an apricot tree three years ago, and uh, they don't know what to do. So I don't think they have fertilized it. Neither have they, like, a water properly. But I'm not an expert, so I want your opinion. Because so far, they only, after three years, they only have one orange and no apricot, period. Hmm. Well, one orange in three years might not be too abnormal. It takes citrus several years to really start producing good. 
But uh, the apricot should have probably started a little bit. They need to fertilize three times a year. Uh, one is coming what do up. They use so what? What fertilizer? Well, use a use a yeah. good citrus type fertilizer or a good. Uh, if you want to do an organic feeding, uh, <clears throat> the Farms Choice has a good chicken based fertilizer, chicken dehydrated chicken manure. It works real well. Farmer's or, Choice. Organo, Organo makes a good citrus food. Fertilome makes a good citrus food. So there's three good choices for you there: Farms Choice, Organo, and Farm. Uh, that are all you're in you're in Gilbert uh, you could find yeah. you could find those at uh, either a and p or treeland nurseries <clears throat> okay yeah. okay so how uh, three times a year how about watering well watering you know it's going to vary from time of year right now an established tree probably should be able to go a couple of weeks between good deep slow waterings you need to water long enough to get the water down a couple three feet deep uh, tell them about this landscape watering by the numbers publication. If they get their hands on that or go online to waterusitwisely.com, they, that will help them figure out how to water, how long to water, how deep to water, and how often to water. And you can get that online. Uh, A&P probably has it. Treeland probably has those, it. Those nurseries will both have it, or you can get, or you can go online if you don't want to print something out. Save a little paper. You can get it right online. We appreciate the call. And, Margaret, you can tune in next week. We're going into 2018. It'll be our first broadcast of the year. And we've changed a little bit how we've laid out our topics for the year. And the first Saturday of the month, we have the, the Farm Bureau will be in. And we'll be talking about different things that are in harvest at that time. And January is citrus. We're actually going to have a citrus grower from the Waddell area in studio talking about everything you need to know about citrus start to finish. And you know, that's not, uh, you know, you, you can peaches, you don't really can citrus. So we'll talk about different ways you can preserve. Cause I, I don't know when you get a good producing lemon tree, you can't keep up. Like, we can't can, give them yeah, away fast You can enough. squeeze the juice and freeze it. However, there are some things you can do, but uh, yeah, usually uh, lemons particularly, are heavy producers, and you're you know you're a little bit limited on what you can do with a lemon, but um, the rest of the citrus fruits are pretty darn easy to give away or use yourself. <laughs> but, but I've had great luck taking juice and putting it into Ziploc bags and just freezing it in the bottom of the freezer. Works great. Open line hour up next one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight to join the conversation. Mr. Jay Harper, the Farm Choice. Thank hey, you as always for Happy your time New Year. this morning. Happy yeah. New Year. Yeah.